We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Three o'clock. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the afternoon show. Jack Fritz and Ike Reese rolling along on uh, the last official football Friday of the season, which stinks. And, of course, all the guys are out on Radio Row. Mm-hmm. Making their making their appearances, plugging some random brand that they're they're definitely passionate about. Fletcher's out there plugging Tide. He's a big Tidesman. He's been he's been plugging Tide for years. For years, yeah. Uh, AJ and Devontae are big got, bounty. True story. He's gotten me to uh, wash my clothes with cold water. Oh yeah, to, to did, save yeah. energy. Yeah, smart. I mean, I, I I just I don't know. It just became a habit when you know he started the campaign a few years ago, and I just it just became a habit. It's good. I use cold water for everything. It's good. What about showers? You know, well, not, not take, for showers. Not taking cold I'm, I'm showers sure, yet? No, not taking cold showers. And uh, I don't really know how much has helped my uh, <laughs> your bill, my electric bill or anything. Yeah, well, at least, gas bill. At least you're doing the right thing. You're doing, <laughs> you're, you're doing the right thing. I think Devontae and, and, and AJ are doing bounty. Bounty. I use a lot of bounty. Yeah, we don't have we don't we don't do paper towels in our house. Oh yeah, I do. I got two. You dogs. don't do paper towels. I got Ooh. two dogs in the house. What do you do? We don't have them. We, we use regular towels. Huh? Yeah. What do you mean regular towel? There's a we're, spill. What do you? you we're take not. A, we're not treat killers. Yeah. You take a regular. Killers? You take a regular <laughs> towel. Yeah. Someone spills something. Yeah. And then it goes in the wash. Yeah. Oh no, paper towels are my friend. I, I go to the store. I get. I get the the big. Um, what is it? The uh, has to be at least twelve rolls. Like the there. jumbo pack. Yeah, the jumbo pack, man. Like I said, I got dogs. I know. So they they. If you have dogs, you Still know, going. yeah, they they will go in the in the house from time to time. Yes, yeah. I haven't had one in a while, but listen, yeah, I know I know the problems with dogs mm-hmm. for sure. Well, uh, the guys are out there uh, first. The, <laughs> the, the, the first cut here I find interesting, and it's something that you know we have uh, hypothesized, I guess, for a while. What was the game that really? kind of sunk last year's Eagles team or started the downfall. Here is Lane Johnson talking about what happened last year. Mm-hmm. Explain to me what happened the last, whatever, six, eight weeks of the season. Yeah, I mean, I feel like as film piles up, and I feel like really after the 49ers game where, you know, it's kind of them dismantling us, I felt like teams kind of piggybacked off that. So I don't know if it was something we were doing with our scheme-wise. Maybe the teams were on to what we were running. Um, but it was a lot more difficult than what it needed to be. Um, because you've seen what the offense has been, and then you see that stretch, and it's, you know, what's going on. So Lane, Lane says the, the Niners game, and it seems like we're starting to have that come out more and more. Mm-hmm. I guess I just the, the thing that I keep coming back to is, like, why couldn't they just get it back after that? Like, I know the Niners might have bullied you for a game, but, like, where's the backbone to, to pick yourself back up and, you know, prove the Niners wrong? It's like, it's like the Niners game happened, and they were like, eh, guess everyone was right. Well, I mean, no, then you had the Cowboys game that happened mm-hmm. where things didn't go well. And it wasn't like there it was this valiant effort against the Cowboys where the Eagles bounced back after the Niners game from a mental standpoint and went down to Dallas and gave it a great gave a great effort and they lost a close game. No, they went down there and more self-inflicted wounds and you got 
uh, penalties that happened. You had fumbles that happened by key players on the team. Uh, and then now you got a snowball effect. That's two straight games now that this has happened. And then that's where I believe finger pointing may have started. That was where the Sean decide demotion came. Mm-hmm. So now you got somebody overreacting, whether it's coaches or front office, whatever you believe happened in that situation, whosever decision it was to go from Sean decide to Pat, uh, to Matt Patricia. Players sense that, right? You get a little bit of sense of that. And then you get the Seattle game. See, to me, the Seattle game was somewhat of a backbreaker in a sense because you had the final drive in there where they gave up. Bradbury out there standing in cement, just getting cooked Mm -hmm. left and right. And who's to say that wasn't – that didn't cause a uh, chain reaction. Did the players feel like they were in the right defense? I I remember Hassan Reddick yelling at the sideline during that final drive. Like, did they feel like they weren't in the right defense? Because, you know, from that point on, the defense didn't look good. No, it didn't. The two Giants games, the Cardinals game, like, they didn't look good. Do you think Do you think this season would have been differently or would have gone different if it wasn't Niners straight into Cowboys and it went Niners to, I don't know, like Vikings? Like, it wasn't – if they didn't go through a, an absolute gauntlet. Honestly, had they not lost to the Seahawks, I think they could have salvaged the season. The Se- I really think the Seahawks game. I really think the Seahawks game did a lot to this team. Because just look at the team after that. The defense certainly didn't play the same from that point moving forward. And then you sort of wonder, okay, you know, you start hearing about, is it is it something going on with the offense? The play calling? The ending of that Seattle game? Jalen traveling out there on his own plane? Did that bother some players on the team like all this stuff started to sort of come to the come to a head at really after that Seattle it's really after the Cowboys game right but had they pulled out that Seattle game I think you can come home beat the Giants now you're on a two-game winning streak and maybe you feel a lot better against that Cardinals team and you possibly run off the final four games and still end up with no worse than the two seed I think I think BG said something along those lines of like the the Seattle game was the oh bleep we might really be in trouble right because like, before that you could kind of excuse it away it was like we played the, the 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 Niners with three games in seventeen days and the Cowboys we were we were emotionally down defeated mm-hmm. whatever I think I think I think it, it goes to what you're saying that that game kind of was like man we might really be in some trouble and it's two different dynamics from both sides of the ball the offense had their own issues. The defense was going through something completely different than the offense. They were, yeah. It's just completely different. I don't I don't equate or correlate the two together other than it all came together and made a big mess at the end of the season. But I think the offense had their own issues over there, and I think the defense certainly had their own issues on the defensive side of the ball, believing in Matt Patricia going from Sean Desai and changing the scheme, whereas offensively you had the play-calling stuff as well as is everybody getting along on this side of the football? You know, I, I, dude, I, you've heard me. I've said it several times. AJ's comments after the game in Seattle about Jalen and that nobody cares if, if he was – this is what he was saying in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares if he was sick or not. He suited up to play, so we expect him to play at a certain level. Then you come to find out that you guys are out there changing plays yep. and calling your own stuff. Like, that's why I think stuff started happening on that side of the ball where it just, 
We just couldn't come out of it. We, nope. we couldn't come out of it as a team. And speaking of the finger pointing on offense, Britton Covey uh, uh, sat down yesterday on Radio Row with, with Chase Sr., and he had this to say about finger pointing on the offense. I definitely think we got emotionally tired from trying to figure out what the problem was. And we kept trying to pinpoint it at this and pinpoint it at this. And um, there was some miscommunication, I think, from coaches to players. There was some pointing fingers from player to player. And there was kind of letting, you know, outside voices impact our love for the game and just the happiness that we had. And all that combined to really just kind of make us spiral. So I, I have two thoughts off of that. The one is talking about the miscommunication with the coaches. Like maybe a part of this was guys lost faith in the in the coaching staff, and you hope that you bring in a Kellen Moore who's, who's called plays for six years, and the guys I guess buy into that more. Like maybe they lost confidence in the in the Brian Johnson, Nick Sirianni, however that dynamic was working, and and that's where the miscommunication issues happen. I don't know, but the defense I think that's been well documented that there was issues on that side of the ball. So. You hope that a more experienced guy on that side of the ball gives them, you know, more confidence in what is being called, and you don't see the plays being changed at the line of scrimmage, and and Jalen has to to trust the coaching staff from that standpoint. And then my 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 other thing when he talks about the finger pointing, and it's really just a big holistic thing when you're talking about next year's team and going forward, is if they if they struggle again next year at certain points. They don't have to lose six or seven, but if they lose two straight, and, and it seems like things are maybe a little bit shaky. Will this team, do they have the right guys in the locker room to pull out of that, to, to come together, band together, not finger point, and, and, and rally the troops and, and push forward? Like That's what happened at the end of last year that, that now concerns mm-hmm. me. When I hear finger pointing, like, are they going to have to make a decision on some of the guys in that locker room to where that won't be an issue going forward? Of course they do. Yeah, if you got guys, I mean, now, is there some guys, if it were guys that you can't do anything about, okay. I mean, all this boils down. I, I see that, That's why with me, I always put the onuses on the players. I think it's a cop-out to blame coaches. I just think we don't like criticizing our favorite players, so we'll blame the coach that we don't like. No, it's on the, co- it's on the players. Just like you give the players all the credit when they win and the coaches don't have anything to do with it, I blame it on the players when they can't pull themselves out of these situations, particularly on offense. And so, and if there's an issue there offensively, the coaches don't have time to be holding your hands like you're in the fifth grade. So either you're adult enough about the situation, professional enough about the situation, the same things you guys wanted to run Wentz out of town about. He wouldn't do this. He wouldn't change that. Nobody blamed Doug for it. Nobody blamed coaches for it. You blamed the player. So it, 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 it falls on the players. If there's an issue on that side, from a player standpoint, feelings got hurt, what have you, then it's on those guys to get it corrected this offseason. It just is. It's on those guys. The coaches can't make you guys eat lunch together. And like, like all right, come on, man. Like, what are we talking about? Millionaires. These guys don't want to do it. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Like, you're not going to make certain guys like certain players. They make enough money. They got their own brands. They Winning doesn't – here's the biggest misnomer in, in, in all the sports. Winning doesn't matter to most players as much as it matters to fans. I'm sorry. Sorry. That's the reality of the situation. 
You ask a player, would he rather have a Super Bowl championship or $100 million? Duh. Duh. $20 million. Duh. Give me the $20 million. Give me the $20 million. So winning doesn't matter as much to them. So until it actually does, and they're willing, they're willing to put their egos and all these personal things to the side for the greater good for the team, that's when you win. That's when you win. Other than that, you got a bunch of millionaires that they're going to do what they want to do. If you're bold enough to change plays in a game and when you feel like doing it, then how can somebody make you get along with another player? Hard to do. It's impossible to do if you don't want to do it. If you don't like somebody, you don't like somebody. You can send Alshon and Carson to how many Sixers games you want to. Didn't change a thing, did it? Did not. Didn't change a thing, so it does not matter. So that's why I go back to the players and I say it's on them. It's on them. Get whatever needs to be corrected this offseason. Get back to a place where you guys are trusting each other, having fun with each other playing, and you have the common goal of winning a championship. Because if it doesn't, it's going to look a lot like last year. And that's where the like, – towards the end of the, end of the season. That's where the, the, the whole finger-pointing thing – Yeah, I don't know how correctable that is. But see, and it's the thing with me, though. This is the thing that frustrates me because I'm now I'm on this side of the of – the, of the game, and I can't do anything about what happens on the field. I can't do any. So the only thing, the only joy I get out of this is when the team wins, when the team is having success. It doesn't mean they care as much as I do. We care so much because we can't actually control it. We want them to care as much as we do. But don't all of them don't. They don't, I'm sorry. They don't all care as much as we do. And that goes in every sport. They just don't. So if they don't get it corrected, we'll be back where we are right now. Nick will be fired. We'll be talking about getting rid of players that we thought would be here for forever and being an eagle. But when you lose and the team isn't playing well, those players don't look as shiny then. No. No. They don't look as shiny then. We want to go ahead and move on from those guys. Yep. And that's what you want to avoid happening. So I, like, I hope these guys take this time to actually – Rethink how that season ended, what contributed to that, what part did you play into that individually, and changing that moving forward. Now we done changed the coaches. Nick Sirianni is out of the way. Yes, he'll fall on the sword if you guys don't win next year, but guess what? We could still be stuck with the same rotten players. And that's my big concern. <laughs> so, like, it doesn't – and Nick can get fired next year, but guess what? Some of these players may still be here if they are the real issue. Yep. Yep, and that's that. That was my kind of concern off the. Uh, All right, I'm. I'll step down off the, <laughs> off the soapbox now. I'll step down. That was good. That I'm was sorry. good. I'm sorry. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. If you <laughs> want to react to Britton Covey's comments, I'm passionate. I know. Right. Well, <laughs> things in life that I can't stand. <laughs> these well, athletes only these care about the money. Well, no, it's not. It's not that. I'm just letting you. I'm just telling you the real. I'm just telling you the real. Like we want them all to care about winning championships. That's what we want. Because we don't get, you don't get any of the money. You don't get anything out of that. We have nothing else to care about. Exactly. That's all we care about as fans is is them winning. I'm just telling you some guys, and I'm not saying every guy. I'm not saying every guy. I'm just saying some guys, winning doesn't matter to them as much as we think it should. That's, That's all I'm really saying. Yep. 
Uh, Big A is in West Philly. What's happening, Big A? What's going on, man? What's going on? I what's up, A? What's going on? What's going on, Jack? Well, I, I don't trust Harry Roseman. And I'm going to tell you why I don't trust him. Because a lot of people don't talk about this. We love to talk about Andy. And I love Andy. I, I've been in this city 57 years. And he did a lot. Mm-hmm. But he ain't win no Super Bowl. Doug won a Super Bowl, right? How much you love Doug? Doug? Peterson. How much you Doug. love him? I love him because he won a Super Bowl here. I love him more than Andy. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's get, uh, get this out the way. You do? I love him more than, yes, because okay. he won the Super Bowl here in this city. I'm from this city. Okay. Well, I, I know that. I know. Kansas I'm just saying. City. I'm just saying. I, I, I don't care what no. he's doing in Kansas City. Okay. I really okay. don't. Okay. I, I, you know, I can How about Doug great. in Jacksonville? You're, you're a Jags fan? No. Oh, okay. No, but but I would I would say this, because when he was here, this is, this, this is why I don't like Howie. Because if you challenge Howie, as a, a, a as a head coach, you're not getting far because he won the Super Bowl, right? The next year, they almost went to the Super Bowl if if if, if um Outside. Jeffries ain't touched outside ain't dropped the ball right in his hand, right? Mm-hmm. So soon as soon as Doug go and say I want this, I want that, guess what they did? You got to go. So you know, you know, you know what you call him ain't asking for that. The coach now ain't asking for nothing. He's just riding along with the program because Howie says. What has to happen? So he's going to follow Howie. Soon as you don't follow Howie as a head coach, you're out of here. And I don't like that as being a general manager. You're supposed to walk um, step by step with him. I want this player. I want to do this. How many bad drafts did Howie have? He had a lot of bad drafts. Mm-hmm. But we don't, we don't hold him accountable for all the stuff he then did because he went to a Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Okay, but well, he, he did, didn't he did win a, it. Well, he did a lot of other good things, too. Yeah, he did good things. I'm not saying he didn't do good things. What I'm saying, as soon as you get challenged, not even challenged, just say, yo, I want this, I want this this, this way to go this way. That's why Andy Reid, I heard this on the morning, that on the other show, Andy Reid would have never fit with Howie because Andy wants things run his way. So he would have never did nothing over here if he would have been a coach over here. He couldn't have drafted nobody. Howie had to draft them. Well, yeah, you know I mean, there there obviously would have been a power struggle. I just think that Andy, by that point, it, it, what would have had to happen is it would have had to be Andy's show, and everyone else would have had to get gotten out of the way. I like that. So you saying how you saying you saying you <laughs> saying like that. that Howie wouldn't have had nothing to do with it. No, when Howie came from Andy, shit, might have put Brett Beach in in, in charge. Right. So so. I'm just saying that's why I don't trust Howie because when when it's something against him or if somebody wants to go and say, yo, no, draft this player or do this and do that, they laughed at him and, and see, you know, when, when he drafted a player, they laughed. But, you know, what, what, about, what, what about making trades or what, signing free agents? Do you trust him to do that? He, yes. Okay. That's what he could do. Okay. That's what he can do. Well, that's, so you that's, want a football well, guy that, in that, there to draft. But, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, Big A. There's more than one way to build a roster. You don't have to strictly build your roster through the draft. I understand that. I understand that. And, and you know, we can go to the Sixers for that. They can't <laughs> draft up a damn. No, they're, they're the worst draft team in the city. <laughs> Big A, uh, what, what's something in everyday life that you can't stand? Coming to work every day, man, and I have to because I get a check. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, mean, I feel like that's, that's what you call keeping it real right there. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of people. A lot of people. Not us. Not us. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I get love to, coming to work every day. Did to come here, you know? 
talk to talk to I don't to even Buzz. like taking vacation days. No, nah, we're not big vacation people. Mm-hmm. No, nah, we we're here. We're here. We're locked in. Unlike, you know, morning shows sometimes. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. A lot on the table if you want to react to what Britton Covey said. Howie Roseman, where are you at heading into this offseason with Howie? Do you still have blind faith that everything he does is right? Or do you have some question marks and your antenna's up? Listen, Howie's strength isn't drafting. No, but the problem is we're heading into we're heading into draft territory. You're, you're saying this is the area where you have to be good at drafting because of the quarterback, the quarterback salary. Yes, yes. that's my concern. That, that's my concern with Howie at this point. Plus, uh, have you reached chief fatigue status? Are you are you sick and tired of the Chiefs? Also, I believe Nick Costas is going to join us next segment. Are you able to get in touch? Yeah, with him? big time, Nick Costas. We'll, 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 we should be able to check with him uh, coming up about three forty two. Unbelievable. Three forty two now? Yeah, three forty two. I believe. I believe he only does hits on the forty two, but he doesn't know well, the time zone he's in or what? That's a jack decision. Yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, you book him for forty two. Yeah, don't you worry in there, buddy. We'll we'll, we'll figure. <laughs> Am this I calling out. him? He calling it? What, nah, what are we doing? We'll, we'll, we'll discuss at the break. All we'll right. discuss at the break. Plus, the Phillies are engaged in talks to acquire who? Oh, the Fightings. They know. They heard the show on Wednesday. They heard my disappointment in them. And they said, we can't let Fritz down. Dombo's got you. Exactly right. Would it be a smart move? And what did Howard report yesterday on another possible move they might make? Are the Phils heating up? Don't miss all that. Coming up next on the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. It is the Afternoon Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Ike is staring at a face of Andy Reid as his new screensaver. Yeah, what is this? Now, did you put that there? I did not put this here. I think Gillio, either Gillio or DeCamera put this here. I have, well, DeCamera wasn't here today. And I do, ah. and I do not believe that Gilio, that uh, DeCamera knows how to do that because he's about as <laughs> he can't do Technical savvy. Can't tech- do anything. So you think Gillio did this? Yeah, it used to be an Al trick, you know, because Al would just change the screensaver all the time to whatever's going on, but Al's yeah. obviously not, you know, here anymore. Yeah, by the he way, was here I, today, though. By the way, I, I would not know how to do that either. So that, oh. they, that's why that couldn't be me. Well, it was a classic uh, middle school and high school prank of, of, <laughs> of changing the computer background. So it's good to see Gilio backed up to his whole uh, class prank shenanigans is, is changing everything around. But Yeah, hey, that was like an early picture of Big Red. Yeah, that was when he's put, making George Hageman push a sled. <laughs> it looks like it, yeah. That's not walrus. That's not uh, walrus Andy Reid. Nick Gazos will not join us. Let's <laughs> just – and this is, this is ridiculous. Um, I love Nick. I'm a huge Nick Gazos fan. Yeah, uh, he's two forty-two. Tech this morning, he's all good. And then I get a text message saying the executives pulled him away, and he, he forgot about the call. Now his show has started. You know, it's the biggest game of the year. Come on, Nick! And in the gambling headquarters of the world, I know. It, I saw twenty-three billion dollars is going to be gambled on this game. Twenty-three billion. I'm only getting two hundred mine. One billion for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your donation. Yeah, you're yeah. getting two hundred dollars from me. Yeah, yes. it's it's the it's that's the, spread out too amongst different. Oh yeah, they, prop bets. You're not putting that on, <laughs> you know, Niners minus two and a half. No, no, we we're oddsmen. We, yes. we don't w- waste our time on minus one tens. Yes. But I may go over some of my prop bets that I've selected. Good, it might five, be fun to do. Five thirty is uh, the the prop time because because you know. 
Again, I thought 242 was going to be our props, but no, Nick Costos. No, I actually was waiting for some of from him. Of course we were. We all yes. were. Yes. Maybe I'll have him text me his favorite prop bets, and I'll, I'll put them on the air. Oh, there you go. And maybe I'll do it in Costos' voice. You think I could do that? <laughs> That'd be hard to do. That's hard to do. Yeah, that, that's hard to do. And, and his voice, he looks nothing like the, the, the sound that comes out of his mouth does not fit the profile. Yeah. So if you want to send – I've seen him several I don't know what – that voice would match up to? Like, what, I don't know what to picture, but you're right. I've you, seen what he looks like. You know who it would match up to? James Seltzer. Seltzer, or even how about uh, Mad Dog uh, Russo? <laughs> Mad Dog Russo. Yeah. 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 Well, listen, if you want to send any hate mail uh, Costos' way, his, his Twitter ad is at the Costos. And maybe you want to ask him why he's ducking the afternoon show <laughs> on the biggest game of the year, thus letting down our entire audience. But uh, I want to play this because the Phillies, the hot stove might be heating up. And obviously, pitchers and catchers uh, report next Wednesday. So, truck day was yesterday. Ike was standing there as it started making its way down to Clearwater. I actually did see the truck on the Phillies' uh, social media sites. That was great. It was good. We're almost here. And, you know, now you're getting to the point where, you know, the agents want their clients to be somewhere for a free agency or for for the season. They don't want to really drag this thing out. Um, And there might be some trades getting done. So, yesterday, if you missed it, here is Howard Eskin. Uh, reporting that the Phillies are interested in possibly. Well, here we go. This is a disaster. You, you didn't have, have it, it on. No, you didn't have it on the cut sheet for today. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> listen. You could. I, I told you, but I did tell you at the break. We're gonna go Howard on Classe first. Did I don't I not say that? that. Yeah. Well, you were talking to motion. Everyone else out there. So uh, if you missed it, if you missed it, Howard said that they're interested in trading for Emmanuel Classe, and the 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 prospect that is that is uh, holding them up and possibly doing that deal is Justin Crawford. Uh, Emmanuel Classe is a guy who is under contract for the next five years, and here is what uh, Howard Eskin said yesterday. One of the players that Cleveland wants is Crawford, and in their system, he is one of the best projected players in the system, and they're not giving up Justin Crawford. I mean, they've talked about Rojas. I don't care about Rojas, but Crawford (laughs) is the key in that whole thing, and they have spoken to Cleveland about Classe. So here's my thing about Justin Crawford. Mm. Justin Crawford, I think, could be pretty good. He also is in the – right now he is just driving the baseball into the ground and getting a lot of infield singles. Uh, he's he's a decent prospect. He's their first-round pick a couple of years ago. If you have a chance to get Emmanuel Classe, who I do believe is – he's 25, but his ERA jumped to 3-3 three, three last year-ish. Um, his, oh, no, 291. Last year – Either way, he because a couple years before he was in the one. Oh, you know what? I'm looking at the wrong ERA. Yeah, no, you're right. Three two two. Yeah, so it went from like one something one, to one three six to three two two to the three two twos. And he's a, he his stuff is stupid. He's got like a 99 mile an hour cutter. It's like righty Alvarado if mm-hmm. you want the uh, if if you want the visual. Um, 25 years old, so he is young. But I just I fear there's a, a good amount of mileage for only being 25. At the same time, if you have a chance to get him and just pretty much solidify the ninth, and you're in this World Series window, you can't let a guy like Justin Crawford hold you back from doing that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because what, what what position do you actually project Crawford to play? He's a center field. Center field. You don't see him coming up anytime soon. Uh, I think he's going to probably be – he'll be in Reading by this year. So I don't know if it would start the year there, but I so think you, could, you could see him in the uh, everyday. He, he could be vying for a starting job for the center field spot in twenty twenty five. Uh, I would say twenty six. Two years? Yeah, he's he's twenty. So 
Yeah, I'm, no, I'm just wondering how long it's going to take for him to actually get here versus what you can have right now that's exactly. helping you right now. And that's where that's the old that's the classic prediction. Yeah, that you get. yeah, and, and that's that's kind of why I would have to lean in. I, I would lean with we're going with Class A just because you're in a win now window. That's the thing. Yeah, you're in a, you're in that window right now, and you can't necessarily worry about what our lineup is going to look like in two years from now. Because even then, you bring up Crawford. By then, you're going to have Schwarber and Castellanos off your books, right? Mm-hmm. So money isn't going to be a real issue there. No, it, it probably won't be as big of a deal. I guess the only thing that I – if I think that Crawford is a hedge against Johan Rojas. Well, sure. So, you know, obviously I think if they could put Rojas in the deal, they probably would. Um, but I just I think because I think I think Crawford just has more of a high prospect, mm-hmm. um, you know, ranking. I, it's just at this point you ha- like if there's a chance to go get a, a lockdown closer, and and I know that they will they've preached the whole closer by committee thing. Like it's the one thing that is is really a tangible upgrade at this point. Sure, could you go get a Tywin Walker upgrade? Sure, but like if you just build a super pen. Mm-hmm. Especially with how aggressive Rob Thompson has been in the postseason, mm-hmm. you know it's where you're not going to Kimbrel, you're going to Class A or someone else. Like it does make this ne- next year's team that much better, even if you're giving up a guy in, in Justin Crawford you believe can be an everyday center fielder. Yeah, I think I'd do it. I think I'd be on board with it. Now, the only thing that yeah. worries me about it, the only thing that worries me about it is 24, 24 25 years old. The only, yeah, the only thing that worries me about it is that Cleveland is a smart team, and why are they getting rid of a guy with five years left at a, at a, a relatively cheap price? Do they do they see the writing on the wall that that maybe he's he's trying down stuff wise? Hmm. So that's the only thing giving me a little bit of pushback, but still, like his step back is really really high. It's a really really high ceiling, and I just I, I think it's something the Phillies should should kind of be. Should should be on. Guardians are trying to rebuild though. Like that is the angle yeah, for them. It's re- but they're they're weird because they can compete even when they're trying to rebuild. Like they well, they're even a smart if you're team. even if you're rebuilding, he's twenty five. Like he could be a part of it. You're probably not keeping a reliever though in a rebuild. It's, in a it's like process. when the Phillies traded Ken Giles. Remember that Ken Giles came up and he was like, oh, 100 mile Giles. But, you know, they were stunk. <laughs> well, they, they got Vince Velasquez and uh, Mark <laughs> a- Appel and, and Plus for him. Um, but yeah, they're, I think they're trying to sell high on Emmanuel Classic. It's a bigger red flag that their ask is Justin Crawford, that they think he's really good. Well, by, and by the way, it won't be just Justin Crawford, it'll be Justin Crawford Plus. And I think, I think earlier in the, in the offseason, the asking price was Kirkering and the Phillies balked at that. So we'll see what the, the entire package would be. Now the second name is is more established, will not cost as much, and this is from uh, David Vasse, uh, who is the host on uh, Dodger Talk. He had this report out of nowhere about the Phillies possibly interesting in trading for a former All Star closer. Here is him, Kenley Jansen, longest or the man that has the most saves in Dodger history is being shopped by the Boston Red Sox. You know that if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, but now. Uh, there's been another team identified as a possible trade partner with the Boston Red Sox, and that is the Philadelphia Phillies, who are in need of a closer. And my understanding is it is between the Dodgers and Phillies, and the Red Sox pitchers and catchers report to Florida next Monday. And if Kenley Jansen is going to be traded, it's going to be before Monday. going to be before Monday. 
So that, that, that thing is heating up. The Phillies and, and Red Sox are in active discussions for Kenley Jansen, a guy who has a ton of tread on that arm, but has been pretty good for a long time and, and was been one of the best closers in baseball. So won't cost them, I don't believe, as much as uh, Justin Crawford. It'll be a lesser prospect because he has pretty good money for this year. Um, there are some whispers about a, a Taiwan Walker plus for Kenley Jansen to get the money off of Taiwan Walker. But we'll see. Either way, Phillies seem like they're interested in going and getting a closer before opening day, and I do think that that is smart uh, to try to try to round out this roster since there isn't like a, a immediate upgrade anywhere else. Well, it also sends some sort of red flag that you're not necessarily fully confident in Kirkering or any of those guys. Well, I think that I think because if you're making this type of move with those arms already in your bullpen, yeah, I, I just don't think that they want those guys to close. Okay. Like I, I think this I think is going to get a solidified. It's like it's like in a perfect world they have Alvarado and, and Sir Anthony and Hoffman and Kirk come in like earlier so that you know they leave the ninth for. So that's what I'm saying. I don't get. Or, or so do we want a closer or are we doing committee? Well, they said the other day committee. I I think that that I never really bought into that. I think they're they're saying that because they couldn't get a closer. I'm on the standpoint. I would rather go get an established closer. Right. And let him just handle the ninth and then make it almost a, a Super Bowl pen. Because that's, the, that's what they'd be doing if they got Class A. I and mean, then they go from already really good to probably the best. Well, I like him versus Jansen. Yeah, Jansen's 100%. been around forever. Yeah, I mean, Jansen he's is older than Kimbrel. Yeah, I was going to say, that's almost like a Kimbrel move. Dude, it's basically, yeah, it's, it's basically Kimbrel. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I, I don't want that move, yeah. I know. 35. Now, now if it's possibly getting off of Tom Walker and then it frees up money to go sign Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery – that would be a big win, but that's connecting a lot of dots. I was going to say, yeah, you didn't added a lot more to the to the to the, uh, the trading table. Yeah, don't you worry. Would you rather two one five? Would you rather have just Emmanuel Colasse, who I can't wait to hear WIP college pronounce, or Emmanuel Clace? Clace. We got Clace in the ninth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. There should be some sort of hyphen or something there. What, 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 what do you call the um, the accent mark? The yeah, accent. like yeah, the little accent marks. That should be there, right? Yeah, it should not be just Clace. Yeah, right? Clace. Um, but yeah, Colasse. Or would you rather just Class A or get off Tyron Walker, get Kenley Jansen, and sign Jordan Montgomery? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll take that yeah, one? I'll take that one, yes. I'm just excited this year. Because now I'm thinking of Jordan Montgomery. That's all I'm thinking about in that whole scenario. Exactly. I almost want, I want to see Kirkering, see what he does. You don't believe he could, he could be the guy? I, I, I think it's way too early to give him on Kirkering. I, I, like, I think he has a chance by – and that's, that could be part of this too. Maybe this is laying the groundwork for a trade at the, at the deadline. And you go out, you see if Kirkering can just take the job and run with it. Mm-hmm. I think too many people are a little too down on Kirkering because of what happened in the postseason. Yeah, I just want to see more of him. Yeah, the yeah. guy dropped dropped five levels in a year. Yeah, you know, give him a break. Maybe he was a little tired. <laughs> they asked a, a lot of them. No, I'm frankly. tired of the athletes being tired. Yeah, you're out on tired. What about Maxi tonight? He's got an illness. You you, you gonna bully him into playing again? I'm are we gonna to. are we gonna complain about the Phillies gauntlet of a schedule in August? <laughs> Never. Too you many know, good teams in a row. No, I, I made it. A, I made it a pact. To hold the Phillies accountable this year. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. Maxi looked at that roster and got sick. I know how he got sick. Yeah, he's hard. Where's the Maxi drop? He's, he, but, he saw the Maxi drop. Oh. He, uh, Buddy Hield and Cameron Payne will be available to play yes! tonight. By the way, oh! so they will be able. To, okay, they will be able to feel the team. Okay. Great. Great. Get excited. Get 10-9-8. excited. Our big addition, Buddy Hield. Won four threes tonight. 
Yeah, you yeah, should. you should. I am. It's probably what plus two. <laughs> Who's taking the shots from him? Yeah, seriously. Exactly. <laughs> is Put he him up, buddy. Is he going to start or is he going to come off the bench? No, like, get him started, get him man. Roll him out there. I'll tell you what, show off the new toys. Kenley Jansen and Buddy Heald, <laughs> about the same. When I'm when I'm looking at them, like Kenley Jansen's been around forever. I'm higher on Buddy Heald than some. I know. I like Buddy Heald. Man. Yeah. Well, listen, you're a gunner. <laughs> you you you. God. He's gonna shoot, man. He's gonna shoot. He's gonna shoot. <laughs> if he's missing, he provides absolutely nothing. But when he's on, he's having. He's gonna have those games where he scores twenty five. Yeah, of course, yeah. When he gets hot, yeah. It's like Ubre early in the year, and then <laughs> now we watch Ubre, and it's like, eh, yeah, not that great. Going up against his Oklahoma brother and Trey Young Ooh. tonight. That's right. He's there after before. Yeah, no, not, he's not, not actually close. on the same team. Not but. even close. Um, I'm just saying they both have Oklahoma in their bloodline. I, I, I know what you were saying. I know yes. what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like when Jalen and Kyler met up. Exactly. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Oklahoma. The coach is gonna go there, sit courtside. Exactly. Who's yeah, who oh man, I forgot his name. Either way. Uh Black Gritty from BlackGritty.com. What's happening, BG? Sashay Classe. Is that how you say it? Classe? Classe. Classe. The upset of the century was Howard nailing that. That's a, that's how you know the Phillies are interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know he knows people. You know he, he. I don't know if he knows anything, but he knows people. And when he dropped me, he says, "So, you know, I, at this point with the Phillies, I, I don't even care anymore until something happens." I had my whole summer of my, you know, off season of hopes and dreams, just watch the Dodgers buy everything. So now it's just like, okay, well, when somebody comes here, I, I'll be happy about it or upset, like with with the Sixers just did yesterday. I'm like, well, what was all that? A whole bunch of woogazy fugazi for nothing. And I'm just sad, and it's hurting inside. Good. Um, but your last caller <laughs> nailed a lot of stuff. Ike, like when he said that uh, he loves Doug more than Andy, like the way you sounded, you sound hurt when he said that. But it's actually true. No, it's not. And, and so I, the happiest time. So you're a player. You play for the man. You're you're. I'll put you on a separate cell. Mm-hmm. As a fan of the Eagles, my whole life living and dying, and only one Super Bowl, so I can say something to somebody who been throwing it in my face my whole life. That is the happiest. That's the only time I cried watching a football game and i cried with my best friend we cried both we both lost our dads we cried thinking our dads weren't didn't get to see us win a super bowl it was the happiest day of my life it's the same reason that nick Foles is in this high love and regard because he won a super bowl everybody knows he's not the best McNabb is a, 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 overall the best quarterback we ever had in the franchise history mm-hmm. but the love that nick Foles has because he won a super bowl we don't even give oh, carson wins the credit for winning 13 games we're getting the first seed they just well, some of us don't. Hate the man. Some so, of us you know don't give mean? him credit. No, no, you know I'm talking about the general mass. Like I'm not, I'm not saying you know. I'm just talking about an overall scope. I know, I know, you know, I know. I say it too. I think <laughs> Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? Like it is. But but as far as Doug Peterson is concerned, I went from Doug negative to Doug neutral to positive for the rest of my life. I don't care what he. I don't care where he go. He got me a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at it like that, how he's over here. You know what I mean? He got lucky. One shot a moment. We we give a Stike and and. and 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 all the Frank Wright more credit than the head coaches when they when when they leave, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how he gets lucky, and then when he's bad, he's bad. Like all the draft picks, they look really good. But if you're not getting guys that are quote unquote dogs, like you were saying, some guys want it more than others. I believe Jalen's one of those guys that wants it more than others. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I look at Kelsey and Lane, there's certain guys you can just see it on their face. Yep. But some of the other young guys, you know, they've either got to come along, they've got to grow into it. But Howie also makes really bad trades. Everybody oohs and ahs. And then we get these dudes in here, Bernard, and you know. Well, yeah, he can't. He story. can't make trades midseason for sure. I mean, yeah. Golden Tate, yeah. Gennard Avery, uh, you know, uh, who is the one? Uh, Robert Quinn. Yeah. So when we say how he does all these, uh, how he gets lucky, Bayard. I feel like more than he does good, and then he wants to go around and bang his chest. So you know, he, he gets he gets he gets blamed enough 
it's just a sad time right now because got to do it. And when Covey came out, what he said, what he said, I'm like, why didn't you say that to ownership so they were fired next? Because, <laughs> I mean, I know what you said, Ike, but I know you got some nice suits on. You made some, some good money. You ain't make this kind of money, but you made good money. And oh, yeah. some of these guys out here need a leader. They need a, they need a captain of the ship. They need, they need somebody who's the uh, – that's why when interims come in, the whole game changes. The, the Vegas Raiders, when uh, 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 Antonio came in, like, they just flipped the switch. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see how much that leadership means next year when they're like five and twelve or six and eleven. Uh, we gonna find out. No, no, not the Eagles. Out. I mean the Raiders. No, 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 I'm talking about the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. we gonna find out. You know what I mean? Yeah. We gonna see how Raider Nation do because they usually never bring that guy back in. You know, every interim goes and wins games, and they fire him the next year. So you're right. We are gonna find out how much that fire does for something, and they better not turn it around because if they do, I'm gonna have extra pitchforks out. I talked to you guys. <laughs> well, hold on. What, what, what's something in everyday life that you can't stand? Uh, time. Time is something I can't stand. It goes too fast. It goes too slow. My kid's out here driving, and I don't want her to. Like, the whole, you know, just can I slow it down and speed it up when I want to? I, I just want time to get out of my way. And uh, daylight saving time, to be exact. I want the sun up all the dang gum time. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys. All right. There he goes, Black Ready. We're getting closer back to, uh, I think the sun comes up a little earlier now. Yeah. Well, listen, there's right? nothing worse than during that period when it's like 4.30 and it's pitch dark. Yeah. We're past that, right? Yeah. yeah now it's waiting until about 5.30 Yeah, now. 5.30, you get a nice hue. Oh, not like a Hugh Douglas, but a nice like pink hue of the, uh, yes. of the, the sun. I think yes. that's what it's called. And don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. I know people don't necessarily love Andy Reid here. Really? Yes, I know that. I I know that. I, I think I think there's like... I mean, it could be respect for him and appreciation for what he did, but I don't think – I don't – I don't, you know, I'm a former player of his, mm-hmm. so I obviously feel different. But if I – let's not surprise me if most fans do not hold Andy, Andy Reid in such high regard to where he's beloved or anything of that nature. Well, I think I, – I, I understand that. Like, where I've gotten to is I'm just kind of over it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't need to – You do don't it. hate him anymore. Well, I'm not like – I was happy he got his first one. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was happy he got his second one. I don't think a lot of well, us Well, the were second out. one came against us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, like, I just, like, he got his rings. Like, uh, he's, he's, he's validated for being one of the best coaches of all time. And what sucks is now he's a chief. Like, he's he had his Eagles tenure, but now I feel like he's way, way, way more viewed as, as a chief. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm not, like, at the point where I'm super happy he gets a ring. Although – I do need him to win this weekend. Like he, why is it that you, we don't you don't want the 49ers to win so much? Why? Because I like, can't, why does that bother you? The because 49ers, I, he's got a narrative to drive in the there. Way, That's the why the 49ers weren't even on our radar until last year. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden they've become public enemy number one. Correct. Yes, I can't. This would validate Debo. This would validate Nick Bosa. This would validate Brock Purdy being not just. That's a, already been validated. What you don't want is them to have one and we didn't get another one. Correct. That's what it this is. This is not, listen. That's what it is. That's why people don't want them to win because they will have gone and beat the Chiefs when we did it. Yeah, and it puts them right ahead of the Eagles. Yeah, of course. Like <laughs> but I, like, I, yes. I hate them. I hate the Niners. I hate the Niners. But you and like Shanahan. I know, which makes it hurt because I, I want Shanahan <laughs> to get his due, but I hate everyone else on the team to where, like, you know, John Lynch cost the Eagles Super Bowl in 02. That's you know, true. And now he gets one now. Like, I just – I can't live in a world – we can't let – like, Andy <laughs> Andy kicked us in the stones last year, right? Like, he took one from us. Yep. Don't like, – back-to-back years be kicking in the stones if he blows it to the Niners as well. I'm not saying blows it. I know what you're saying. Won't yeah. Blow it. Yeah, well, good. I know he could. I think he's going to. I think the Niners are going to win. I, just, I can't live in that reality. Well, winning and blowing it is two different things. Sure, but just 
losing the football game. <laughs> Would not handle well. Don't need Brock Purdy being a Super Bowl a champion. Super Bowl champion. It'd be awful. It'd be the, it would set football back 100 years if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl. Awful. Come on. Go Chiefs. I'm rooting for the Chiefs weekend like, like it's an Eagles game. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's like it's an Eagles game. That's where I'm at with the Chiefs. I'll be yeah. doing the Tomahawk We're going to come in and react on Monday? Yeah. Like, so you're not, you're not allowing the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing to bother you? I, I'll be listening to the Red. I'll listen to Folklore all day. I don't care. I'll listen to – You know, because that's why some people don't want the Chiefs to win. No, I'll give me the, feed me the storylines. They can, they, can, they can make out on the field after the game, and he can drop to one knee. As long as it's not Brock Purdy standing there with that goofy, stupid smile being a Super Bowl champion. It would validate all the nonsense. Their stupid 6 a.m. Oh, oh, the fire alarm went off on Wednesday. It's, not, it's Wednesday. Oh, yeah, for the hotel room. And Thursday. Like, the game's on Sunday, you big babies, in the stupid field. You know. They're already complaining about the field. the field. They had a fire alarm. Oh, my God. Man, what 40... is, what is, that's what the Patriots used to do to teams. What is, what is Andy out there doing? I don't know, man. He's, <laughs> he's taking the tricks that you guys taught him. They're going to meet at half field and get a guy kicked out. I mean, they, man. they've got all the tricks. I can't stand it. Well, it seems like, knock on wood, we got through the week and no one got in trouble out there. Yeah, uh, upside of the century. Although I heard from, it seems like the media members are like, I don't know if Vegas is a great Super Bowl town. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess it's like too many people. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I, I heard it, I <laughs> too heard, many people? I, like what? Just heard it hasn't been a great Super Bowl town. I've seen some tweets about it, so meh, we'll see. You went let media people. Yeah, the big J's. What was there. L.A. like? <laughs> exactly, too many people. Yeah, too many people. They headed to New York. Yeah, I don't know. Well, listen, Buzz, I don't remember. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing right <laughs> what now. What do they want? In a small town? Well, yeah, Phoenix. They had no complaints about Phoenix. Phoenix is nice and spread out. The, the weather probably doesn't bother a lot of people. Oh, for sure. They thought it was going to be warmer out there. Yeah, it's horrible weather. 215-592-9494 to get in. Yeah, it's snowing in Vegas. It's the afternoon show. Uh, on the other side, Elliot Shore Parks will join us as we roll along oh, here. What is he talking about? I don't know, man. Like, you know, he's all broken up about the Sixers deadline. We'll get his thoughts on that. What does he view? How does he feel about how he's heading into this uh, offseason? Um, what does he make of Britton Covey, Lane Johnson quotes? How does he feel to see the game going down? All of that coming up with Elliot. Plus, make sure you get in your last chance to win a hand and stone uh, massage and facial gift card. Plus, you can be entered to qualify a rhythm of love, heart pendant, courtesy of Mark's Jewelers. All we're asking today. What is something in everyday life that you can't stand? We'll get to Elliot Short Parks coming up next on the other side. The Twitter question this hour brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Valentine's Day, shop Mark's Jewelers. Every purchase over $249 gets a free box of chocolates and a dozen roses online. Mark-Jewelers.com. Elliot Short Parks coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.